Hey, good morning, friends. How are you guys? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. By the time this episode drops, it will be December 2nd. I don't know about you guys, but this year is flying by so fast. But I'm pretty excited, you guys. I love the holidays this time of year. Um, it's I get I do so much more, uh, I guess, crafty things with my kids, you know, uh, like creating things with them. And uh, I really enjoy that part of it. And, you know, uh, just going out. I don't know. Do you guys have any traditions that you guys do during the holidays? Um, we like to make gingerbread houses with the kids, uh, take them out to look at Christmas lights, bake cookies, um, watch a lot of Christmas movies. Um, like I said, drive around and look at lights in the in the neighborhoods and stuff. I think I already said that at the very beginning. But uh, I hope you guys have fun things that you guys like to do. We like to take them out for hot chocolate. Uh, there's a parade that goes down in town where I live. So we bring them down there every year and watch that. So, um, I hope you guys have things like that. You guys do with your family. We are about making experiences and memories with our kids because that's, that's what they're going to remember at the end of the day. So I hope you guys are building experiences with your, with your family. And, uh, so it's really cool. This time of the year definitely, um, offers the opportunity for us to do that. And so I hope you guys are able to find that time and just finding some joy in this time of the year, you guys. And just, you know, also just taking a step back and reflecting on this whole year, you know, how far has the Lord brought you in your life and where you're at and, you know, the healing that he's brought, the encouragement, you know, whatever, just taking that time. And that's what I'm doing right now. You guys just take an inventory of like, wow, you know, what was going on with me at the beginning of this year? What was I asking the Lord to help me with? How did he help me, you know, overcome and get through that? And you guys, that's going to lead us into the topic today. We're going to be talking about maturity and growing in our understanding. And I want to break that down for you guys a little bit, because this is something that I had noticed this morning when I was in Isaiah. I think it was Isaiah four or five. I can't remember the exact chapter, you guys, but God basically said, therefore my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. And I was like, wow, you guys, that's super powerful. People go into exile, into slavery in their lives because they lack understanding. And in another scripture, I don't know if it's in Hosea, I'll have to look it up again. Maybe somebody can help me out out there. But that scripture that says, my people uh, die for lack of knowledge. And then he, and then there's also other scriptures that say that, uh, you know, without revelation, people cast off restraint. If they don't, if you guys don't know what you're aiming for in your life, if you don't have goals in your life, if you don't, you know, have an idea of God, what are the good outcomes that you want to produce in my life? Right? Because having faith in God is all about that. God will do nothing but produce a good outcome. But are you seeking him to ask him in the context of your life, Lord, what good outcome do you want to produce in my life? What do you want to do with the life that you've given to me? What do you want to do with the grace that I have access to, right? And that's the thing. A lot of people have the knowledge of having access to God's grace, but have they accessed it to such a point where they're able to integrate it into their heart and into those areas that they might run from God from, right? And realize that God wants their whole heart. And if you don't surrender your whole heart, you're not going to feel confident to unleash the grace and the story that is inside of you, right? So let's break, let's jump into that today, you guys. Let's talk about understanding. I looked up the definition of it. And it, you know what's so crazy about the dictionary? How they have the archaic definition as if it's not relevant anymore. But I don't know about you guys. I feel like, you know, they're so, they're sort of dumbing down the language these days. Okay. And we need these archaic definitions. Okay. Because these are a lot more powerful 
than how they understand it to this day, right? And, and you know, God calls us to rule and subdue the earth. So we need to have the understanding that God has on certain things, right? And not be dumbed down like, you know, it seems to be happening these days, you know? Um, and you guys, you know, I, I don't know if you've read a lot of books from, let's just say, like, let's go back to the beginning days of our country and how they used to talk and articulate themselves some of the older documents in the beginning of this country, they were really difficult to read, right? Their language that they used, the things that they, uh, the words that they used to express their ideas was like way above where I'm at. And I have, you guys, I have to sit down with the dictionary a lot and look up certain things because I'm like, I don't know what this word means, you know? And so I think it's important to sort of hold on to those things because uh, again, if God says his people die for lack of knowledge and his people die from, you know, lack of understanding, well, God forbid that we get ignorant, you guys. I tell my kids all the time, I say, you guys want to be slaves in this world? Be ignorant and you will be a slave, you know? And so I always encourage my children to not grow weary in the things that they're learning, the skills that they're developing, right? Uh, because, you know, learning something new can be a little tiring at times. And I tell my kids, I said, you know what? I want you guys to be fully equipped. I want you guys to be confident. I want you guys to be the adults that, you know, and, and God to use your life and into its fullest potential. So, you know, teaching them to learn to appreciate the process of, of growing and developing and, and learning something different and, you know, just kind of exposing themselves to those things. So that way they can't be taken advantage of you guys, because isn't that what manipulation is? somebody knows something you don't and so it becomes a play on words you know what I mean and they take advantage of what you don't know to get you to do the things that they want you to do because you lack the knowledge that they have right so let's not be ignorant you guys because um, our children are depending on us to teach them you know how to how to rule and subdue their lives that's what God's called us to and so anyway I look toward understanding it, it means having insight or good judgment I was like wow okay Lord how do we get this, you know, insight and this good judgment? How do we develop this in our lives, you guys? And so this is what came to mind and I want to share it with you. I was like, Lord, help us to use the knowledge of our own experiences as an opportunity to grow an understanding and wisdom, right? To study our life in such a way that we would know who you are in relationship to our life, as well as our relationship to the outcome of our life in the thinking that was behind it all, right? So having insight and good judgment is your ability to look at your life and say, okay, Lord, who are you in regards to me, right? Understanding God's character, because God never changes. He's, he's consistent. He means what he says. He's the ultimate reality. He's the ultimate truth. So you got to get comfortable with him in that way, right? Because God's unchanging. Thank God for that, you guys, because I want to be at a place in my life where I can be unchanging like God is within my heart that circumstances aren't going to, you know, rock me. You guys read the Psalms and what is that Psalm 91? It says, you know, though 10,000 may fall on my side, you guys, you're going to, we're going to see all kinds of things in this world that will try to rock you to your core. Okay. We live in the world. Evil is present. And so when evil happens, it has a way of trying to get inside of us, you guys. And so, you know, I, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, help us to be solid like you. You have, you are love all the time right? God is patient. He's kind. He doesn't rejoice in evil, but he rejoices in the truth, right? And so that we would be those people and we would have the fruit of that inside of us. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, forbearance, gentleness, consistently all the time. That's the kind of person I want to be. And Jesus said that's, that can be ours. He goes, I give you my peace, not as the world gives, right? 
you know, a lot of people's peace is dependent upon a circumstance, right? Having uh, certain things in their life and, and having certain titles and, and, you know, whatever people think about them, that's where they get their peace from you guys. But God has such a deeper peace that he wants to give to us. It isn't dependent on any of that crap. And so just asking the Lord to, to establish us in that way, you guys, and to be able to look at our life experiences and things we've been through and say, okay, Lord, I have the knowledge of my life, right? We all have, I mean, I hope y'all have the knowledge of your life. Please tell me you're not just like wandering around, not paying attention to what's going on and blaming everybody else for your life and the results you're having when God is going to hold you accountable at the end of the day, right? So let's stop focusing on what everybody else is doing and what they're doing in their life. And let's just look at our life in the context of our life and God's grace and relationship to that and how the Lord wants to use your life with your story and the things going on with you. You guys can't do anything for anybody else out there. Right at the end of the day, everyone has to just look at their own life and do their own thing with it. You're responsible for yours. And so think about how much life you might be missing out on because you're looking at everybody else's life and what they're doing and you're not you're not looking at yours and what God wants to do in yours and through yours. That's your responsibility, all right? So have knowledge of your experiences, right? And then ask God to help you understand it in the context of, okay, what are some of the things that have happened to me that are hindering me in my life? Give me the understanding to know, Lord, where in my thinking led to that outcome that I'm not happy with. You know, you know the certain way you think about things that pierce your own heart. Have you guys ever had those thoughts where you, you know, it discourage yourself? You ain't even gotta have anybody discourage you. You do it to yourself. You pierce your own heart with your own sword, right? The way you think about things. It's like, Lord, deliver us from that. You know, some, we can be our own worst enemy at times through things that we've been through and the way we think about that. So we need God to deliver us from that thinking that will keep us from stepping out into the people that we need to be. We are God's grace in its various forms, you guys. You've ever read that scripture? I think it's in Second Peter. And, it, and I think it's like chapter five or something. And it says that God's grace is supposed to produce firm, secure, and steadfast people. Do you have that result in your life as, as a result of your experiences. If not, ask God to help you go back and say, Lord, how do I produce that in my life? How do I become firm, secure, and steadfast? You know what I'm saying, you guys? So looking at your experiences, looking at your life that way. All right. And here's the other thing I was thinking of to you guys. We have the ability to do everything I just said because what God has done for us and all mankind, right? And a lot of people have the knowledge. I mean, everybody does. Christians, non-Christians, right? Because everybody was a non-Christian at one point, okay? It says that we were born, you know, uh, what is it? While we were still sinners, he died for us. Before we recognized how our being affected God, right? How our lack of love and our, you know, just whoever we can be at times that wants to run away from God, that hurt God, okay? Now you're not, Now you're aware of it. And now you've entered into, oh, okay, this is God's solution to my problem. His son, his grace, his forgiveness, right? His ability to confront me in love and change and help me see those things that hurt love, that hurt him, that hurt others, that hurt myself, right? His solution, Jesus Christ, okay? But a lot of people have that knowledge, right? You hear it all the time, right? God sent his son to save the world. But people lack the understanding and how that is relevant to them in the context of their life. Oh, well, how's that impact me? So what? Jesus died. What's the big deal? Right? Because and maybe they're so in such despair that they don't even think there is a way to get out of the hole that they find themselves in. Right? And why do we even think that? 
You know, where did that even come from, right? Who told us that? You know, let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the, the character of God and how he deals with people. How do, and, and you guys, we got to go back to how God dealt with the first sinner. Okay. How did God deal with Adam when Adam transgressed against the knowledge, right? You know, what did God do with Adam after the fall? How did God respond to Adam? Well, first of all, how did Adam respond to God? He ran from him, right? So you know that you're not in a good place when you're already feeling isolated from God. How many people in the world feel that way? How many Christians, let's be honest, how many Christians that say they have the knowledge of God's grace, but live as if God is separated from them, right? Because they have the knowledge of the things that they think and do. And they know that sometimes the things that they think and do ain't lining up with God, but they haven't learned the other side of the Lord in the sense of, wait a second, who came to Adam when he was hiding naked in the bushes trying to solve his own problems, right? With his fig leaves out there, him and his wife, you know, trying to solve this. Who came looking for them? Was it the serpent? Was it the one who gave them the knowledge that was contrary to God? Right? So you got to understand the same God who gives you the command, Right? He gives you his word and it's to be obeyed. God's precepts are to be obeyed. He's the only one that has the knowledge to bring a good outcome into your life because he's good. He only knows good, right? So, but what happened, you know, now now there's the other side of it. Now, you know, we, we got people ourselves that don't follow the word of God all the time, right? That's the whole reason Jesus came. How did God deliver Adam? He goes, hey, where'd you go? Right? God God knows when you're not in fellowship with him and he will pursue you, right? He knew Adam wasn't around. I'm sure, you know, God's walking around in the cool of the day and all of a sudden Adam's not there anymore. He always used to be there. And all of a sudden he's gone. God knows what's up, right? He ain't, he ain't, he knows. It says his eyes roam the earth to strengthen the hearts of those who are loyal to him, who are committed to him. God sees everything going on. You know, now, of course, not everybody out there wants to have this kind of relationship with God. And I think it's because they lack the knowledge of how God deals with people in this way. So I like to go back to the garden. He called out Adam. He goes, hey, where'd you go? Right. And that's what we got to do. Sometimes we have to go back to go forward. Okay. The solution to the problem that you're having right now is found only by extracting how the problem began in the past. Right. How did this happen? If you're having a problem in your life. It's, you know, moving forward, it will only work if you understand where your thinking went wrong in the past to begin with or what's going to happen. You will continually beat your head against the wall and be like, dang, how the heck did I end up here? Okay. You know, why else did God confront Adam and ask him the question, who told you that? You know what I mean? Who, who gave Adam this new knowledge that he had? You know, it's God's like, wait a second. I told you one thing. And then who told you that? God, you know, it's like. Adam wasn't paying attention to, you know, what was going on. And, you know, it was interesting. I, I I never had paid attention to this, you guys. But in Genesis 3, I think it is, it says that Adam, he goes, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Adam thought his problem was being naked, right? Oh, I'm naked. That's why I'm hiding. He didn't make the connection that it was him not heeding the knowledge of God that made him feel afraid. Does that make sense? Isn't it funny how sometimes we can think it's like a physical thing that's causing the problem how a lot of times we will try to treat the symptom instead of the root the root was he wasn't living under 
you know, the authority that God had given to him and walking in God's knowledge. You get what I mean? God told him you're supposed to rule and subdue, take full responsibility, Adam. And this is how you're going to do it. I'm going to give you the knowledge to do that. Right. But then all of a sudden this new knowledge comes in right from the serpent. So then it gets exchanged and then look, look what happens. So when you exchange the knowledge of God for a knowledge that isn't of God, you're not going to get a good result. Right. That's why we need God to give us understanding of, you know, our life and the context of it. So we can begin to integrate his truth and have those better outcomes that he wants to give us. His grace is redeeming grace. We're not supposed to continually live in the hole or live hiding in the bushes naked anymore. Right. God's grace is going to produce something good, something to be unleashed into the world, right? To produce fruit, you know, so other people can say, wow, that's what God's sacrifice is supposed to do in somebody's life. That's the impact it's supposed to make. Wow, that is good. And then as we begin to understand how God's grace has penetrated our life in this process, we give that to other people and other people are blessed by our experience with the Lord and what he's done inside of us. And we give that to others, which is the fruit right, that God wants to produce. We can actually share our story and our life in such a way that we can give people this process in a sense, you know, and then they can at least try to integrate it into their life or, you know, certain key things that we've learned and then also produce good results in their life. You guys thank God for all the people out there in the world who have shared their stories that, you know, they've maybe been struggling and financially or, you know, started from the bottom, right. Living in the gutter, you know, the whole rags to riches stories, people that have, you know, we're living homeless, right? And, you know, come on, you guys think about those people out there. So that should give us encouragement that God, you know, he has a way of redeeming people and how much more people who have God's grace in their life, right? I mean, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. So anyway, you guys just going back to going back to the whole thing with the garden, right? Adam thought that he was afraid because he was naked. He didn't connect the dots that it was his transgression against God's word that caused him to be afraid. It was in him not walking in his authority that was the fall of mankind. Okay, when he just let things slide and stood there in silence, like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Who knows what was going on, right? I mean, that's why I always ask my husband. I'm like, come on, babe. You know, put yourself in Adam's shoes. (laughs) Because he's a man, right? I'm like, what do you think Adam was thinking as he was watching this, right? You know, the serpent comes to the wife manipulation because obviously the serpent knew that God had approached Adam, right? Again, that manipulation thing we just talked about in the beginning, you know, going to the one that doesn't have the knowledge to begin with. But, but Eve knew to a degree because she corrected the serpent. She goes, Hey, no, God says we can't eat, you know, from that tree over there, right? This or that. She had a general knowledge, you know, it's over there. It's it. It's, It's in the middle, right? She knew something, right? She, she was on point to a degree and Adam was standing right there. It's like, you know, why do, why do men struggle sometimes to, to speak up? Right. You know, what, what, what is the thinking process that a man has, you know, and we can learn from each other in that way, you guys, that's why, you know, men are so important. God gave them the command initially, right. They have, you know, God is giving them a special understanding just as a woman, right. We, we both complement each other in that way. So it's important to, you know, learn from each other in that way and understand each other you know, anyway, I'm digressing a little bit. So, uh, just realizing that, you know, it's your silence that will be the downfall of others. Okay. Sometimes we don't know the root of the problem and are trying to solve it on the symptom level, which we just talked about, 
But any try, anytime you try to fix an issue apart from God, you're already on the wrong road because God is the source of all knowledge and understanding and wisdom. He knows how to bring all good into your life. Okay, and Adam still needed God's instruction because God was still teaching him, right? Adam wasn't born all knowing. And this is what we got to remember, you guys. Just because Adam and Eve had mature bodies in the garden, they were naked, fully mature because God said they're going to, you know, reproduce. Okay. Doesn't mean that they had all the knowledge that you expect them to have. Isn't that funny how you can look at an adult and you think, oh, they should know, right? They're grown. They're physically grown. But that doesn't mean mentally, mentally, emotionally, they're mature. They still needed to learn from God how to rule and subdue. You guys, Adam and Eve were those blank slates, just like a newborn baby is, right? In their mind, emotionally, mentally. They had nothing blank. God was downloading on them, right? God was giving them little tasks at a time, giving Adam the task of naming the animals. Okay, do this. Okay, here's your wife, you know, giving him things, building him up to what he could do at that time. Adam was still in the process of learning how to rule and subdue. God was gonna teach him how to do that. He didn't have full knowledge of that. He wasn't born with it, you guys. We were not born all knowing. That's why we need an all knowing God in our life. And we need him to enlighten us in those areas that we're hiding from him. Those areas of hiding from him are the exact blind spot of your life. That is why you cannot see, right? So you gotta be able to look at your life and say, okay, Lord, where am I hiding from you? Like for real, where am I hiding from you? Where do I hide from others? Where does the enemy have you guys tied up? Like, I'm not even playing, you know? I, I've been down that road many times, you know, when the enemy wants to start accusing you of certain things happening in your life, right? Things that you had no control over, you know, even if, like, let's just say somebody walked out on you, okay? You know, I've shared my story with you guys a little bit about, you know, the things that have happened in my old church and how that whole thing went down. Maybe I didn't share the whole story with you guys. I can't remember what I've shared to a degree. I think I shared with you a conversation that I had with somebody and, you know, I can't, I can't remember what podcast that was, but anyway, you know, I wasn't responsible for how, you know, my brothers and sisters at the time had responded to the things that I shared with them. Okay. If you, if somebody asks you a question and you share your heart with them and they just don't like it and they walk out, you're not in control of that. Right? You're not in control of how other people are responding to you. That's on them. You are in control of you. They are in control of them. So when certain things happen in your life, you're not, re you're not responsible, like I said, for how other people respond. And, you know, for a while it was like, oh, wow, Ashley, this is your fault. They walked out on you because you, you know, were honest with them. Wait a second. Why am I responsible for them how they responded to me and me being honest with them. If someone asks you a question and you tell them honestly from your heart and they don't like it, that's not your problem, right? But isn't it funny how, you know, because I, I I love those relationships. I love those people. I still love them to this day, you guys. You know, even though, uh, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of hurt and betrayal that happened. I, I still love them because, you know, they're like, uh, they were my they were my first spiritual family I ever had. You know, I was with these people for almost 10 years. And so, you know, I have, I still have a love from them deep down in my heart, you know? Um, it's like, you know, and I think everybody does, you know, everyone's got that dysfunctional family and you're like, you know what, even though y'all are hella dysfunctional, I still love you, right? And I think that's the love of God inside of us. You know, God loves our, loves us even in our dysfunction. 
Um, he gives us the grace. Now, obviously, God will give you the wisdom to learn how to deal with toxic people because God sets boundaries with people. He goes, look, if you want to have a relationship with me, this is what it's going to look like. God doesn't withhold his love, right? But he sets boundaries on it, what he's going to let into his life, what he's not. You guys, we got to learn how to do this ourselves. You know, we got to learn how to set these boundaries. We got to learn how to communicate the way that the Lord does to the world, right? God is really, really straight up with who he is, who he wants, you know, who he wants, what he requires in a relationship. He doesn't hide it. He's like, look, I'm vulnerable. I want to have a relationship with everybody out there. However, these, this is what's going to look like. There's certain things you got to accept, right? And we got to know ourselves in that way. You have to know yourself in the way of what do you want in your life? What don't you want in your, in your life? You know, what, who do you want to become? You know, and, and what kind of people are you going to need in your life to get there, right? That's decisions you have to make. And so, you know, and, I, and that's the other thing as you're changing and kind of transforming into the person that God is, you know, really wants to bring you into, everything will change, right? Your mindset's going to change. And then the people that you surround yourself with are going to change too, right? Because, you know, we, we need that support from others and, and the, and the new ways that God is bringing us into thinking, we got to be able to be around people that are also on that same path. Right. And then talks about that. There's, a, you know, with your friends, what does it say? Uh, uh, it's in Proverbs, you know, um, I can't think of the verse you guys, I was talking about it with my kids a couple weeks ago, but, uh, you know, a companion of fool suffers harm, right? So checking, checking the people you're hanging with. And a lot of times that's why we don't necessarily see the blind spots in our lives because, um, the people we're hanging with are doing the exact same thing we are. So what's the harm in that? Right. I mean, we feel kind of comfort sometimes in our, uh, insanity in that way because <laughs> we don't see it. So anyway, you guys, you know, again, looking at the blind spots in your life, where are you hiding from the Lord and where do you need him to enlighten you? So you can have that understanding. Right. So you look, you know, look at your experiences. You guys, let's grow in our understanding. Let's ask God to kind of, okay, Lord, let's take inventory of our experiences. What have you guys been through? Take some time. What have I been through, Lord? Um, what are some of the things that I've, you know, been led to believe because of the experiences I've had? Uh, how is that belief that I have about that experience serving me? How is it not serving me? You guys, if you don't have the fruit of the spirit growing in your life, if you don't have love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, forbearance, and gentleness growing consistently in your life, then there's something that you believe about a situation that you've had that you need to ask God to give you a new understanding of it because God wants to produce good inside of you. You guys, it's really, really hard to do good and not grow weary if you don't have good growing inside of you. Okay. You won't have the perseverance you need to continually move on. If you don't have that good fruit growing inside of you to give you the strength and the fuel that you need to continue on with the things that God wants you to do in your life. But you've got to take inventory of all these things. You've got to look at the knowledge of your life, how you've interpreted that and ask God to give you the good, the good insight and good understanding of how those things have impacted you. How has it impacted your relationship and who you think God is to you and just begin to sort those things out so you can have understanding. And then you can have a starting place too, because as you begin to see where you're isolated from God and you acknowledge it, right? It says, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other and you'll be healed. As you acknowledge those things in your life where you're isolated from the Lord, he will begin to branch off new thoughts and pathways in your life from that experience because that, that initial experience will be a good foundation for you. You're always going to know, wow, okay, if I think like I did before in the past, I already know what's going to happen with that. But I know that I don't want to think like that because it, you know, it steals, kills, and destroys me. I want a new thought process, Lord. How do I take that experience that I've had and kind of use it, leverage it, right? How do I use what I had to bring wisdom into my life? I know what I don't want to do, but what do I want to do now, Lord? 
You know, how, what good can come out of that? And asking God those questions. And he will begin to bring people and resources and thought patterns and, and mindsets and all of this stuff that you need within yourself to be able to develop that new mindset that he wants to bring you into to produce that good fruit that, that goes out into the rest of the world that only you can give to the world because of your unique experiences, your unique gifts, talents, everything he's put in you. That's between you and him though. So anyway, you guys, I hope that this was encouraging for you today. It was just something I was thinking about this morning and I wanted to share it with you guys um, because the world needs understanding and knowledge, you guys. It needs the knowledge of God. It needs the understanding of God. But it's going to take the people of God who have his knowledge and have his understanding to be able to articulate this into a dying world that needs what we have inside of us, you guys. That needs the wisdom of your story, the grace of your story, how God brought you through all those things. So, you know, we can see people make progress and thrive in their life and take back, take back God's kingdom, take back the family. People take back their authority right? So anyway, you guys, thanks for listening today. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for the reviews that I've gotten on the podcast so far. You guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. As you guys review it and share it, it's going to push it out to the rest of the world. You guys, that is my heart. I want to share the the thought processes and my story with you guys in hopes of you guys being encouraged and restored to know that God can do that in your life too. You guys, I was at a place that I thought that I would never, ever, 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 ever be free from what people thought about me. I thought that was always going to be the prison I was living in. I was in a lot of fear, a lot of stress, but now here I am on a podcast talking to you guys 30 minutes every day, Monday through Thursday, doing a video on Facebook Friday, food for thought Friday, soul food Sunday, sharing with you guys every single thing that I have within myself to the best of my ability to, to give you some hope and perspective that look, I've been there but I'm also coming out on the other side of it. And I know that you can be free, you guys, because I know God has a plan for your life as well. Start asking God those questions. Lord, what did you put in me that you want to grow and develop? You guys, he will do it. You will be healed. You will be blessed and your life will be awesome. So I love you guys. Have an awesome rest of the day and I will see you tomorrow.